Cobram Estate is the most awarded Australian extra virgin olive oil. Let it be the hero when entertaining family and friends. Cobram Estate extra virgin olive oil is fresh and full of flavour. Perfect for roasting, frying, baking, dressing salads and for dipping bread. Make your food taste even better with a little help from Cobram Estate. Premium quality, great tasting and a versatile healthy alternative. Buy in store at all major retailers. KO's got you covered for this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. AFL, here we go. Carlton versus Melbourne with no ad breaks during play. That is going to be an absolute banger. Last time these two uh, got together, well, not the last time, when I was there, I kicked three. Freer versus Swans, live with no ad breaks during play, exclusive in Victoria. And the Hawks versus Saints, live with no ad breaks during play, is going to be an absolute blockbuster. It's a must win for both of these teams. And don't forget the NBA playoffs. Gee whiz, they are going off at the moment. So many big games to mention, and they will be absolutely enthralling. Watch every game live with both Eastern and Western conferences live with ESPN on KO. There's absolutely plenty of room for everyone, so get on board with KO. Now also available on Hubble. Hunter Johnson back on the potty this week. I love Hunter. As you know, he's been a, a stalwart of the show. Um, this is his third or fourth episode, I think. But, um, yeah, just love getting him in and seeing what he's up to. Uh, we, we always talk to Hunter about what he's doing, obviously, with the man cave and stuff and and the incredible work that he, he does and the messages he uh, he spreads. And if you haven't heard Hunter's show, please go back and actually listen to those episodes. There's about three other ones. Tell us a little bit more about his story. You don't need to to listen to it, but I just think it would be a good precursor to listening to this chat because I, I touched base with him today a little bit more about how he got to where he was as a business front and being able to found all these incredible companies. Um, it's incredibly impressive because he's such a young dude and doing awesome things um, everywhere he goes. But yeah, we went absolutely AWOL, spoke about so many cool things, real nerdy, weird things that both of us were really interested in, like ancient apocalypse and where did we bloody come from? Um, but it was just a really, really cool chat. I genuinely enjoyed this one. We are going to like, he had to sort of leave. He's like, I've got 30 minutes to just do a quick podcast and we ended up staying around for about an hour and a half. So it was just one of those ones where we were really just vibing and um, forgot that we were even in a record. But I really, really enjoyed it. Love everything he does. And uh, yeah, just love what, what the messages that he's spreading. So I hope you enjoy the show, IllyXX. Hey, if you like the episode as well, it helps so much. I will say um, every, for everyone that has subscribed or followed or liked or shared the episodes, it really, really does help support everything. We have noticed everyone doing it over the last few weeks. It's just massively put our growth up and all those star reviews that everyone's giving on um, Spotify and iTunes. It, it really, really, really does help. So if you love it, please make sure you do that. Um, it'd be a nice little Christmas present for myself. Illy XX, love you all. You. Hi fam, it's Dylan's mum, Deborah. This is Dylan Friends. He's like, you can embarrass yourself? And I was like, bro, you want me to do all seven verses? Bit arrogant. Didn't know all yeah. seven. <laughs> so I've been in a bad team for 10 years and we got a chance to do something pretty special this year. All you can do is put your hand up and say you're wrong. Banter is a way that guys connect, a way that we can kind of play it safe with someone until we get to know them. I try to fix people sometimes. I'm like, Dan, stop doing that. Just listen. And you stack on top of that the habit of not taking your phone when you take your dog. It's easy. They had no other way to get out of the cave and we either turn our backs on them, in which case they're going to die, or we give this crazy idea a go. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Hunter, how are you, my friend? Good to be back. Good my to see friend. you, my boy. You're looking good. You're looking bronzed up. You're looking fresh. You always got that nice, neat beard and just looking after yourself. You're good. Thanks, mate. <laughs> this is good. This is why I hang out with you, dude. Is that just, nice? Yeah, you, well, oh, kind of. Good. You gave me, just, you really summed me up just yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, but I appreciate it. Yeah, I obviously, I love Melbourne. I spent eight years in Melbourne, but I now live in Manly in Sydney. So, yeah. but I spend every two weeks down here. It's um interesting as well that you live in Sydney because, oh, sorry, in Manly, because that's like not normal 
So, well, you're, I know you're from Sydney originally, but that's like northern. So you don't really see the east too much. It's like such a separate. It's nearly two different states. Well, I went from eight years in Fitzroy, which yep. was like, is that person a hipster or are they homeless? Yep. You know, it's yep. like, and then straight into Bondi, um, and that was like, look, it was a hard entry yeah i can imagine and it was like a reality tv show every direction i looked and mm. i was like whoa and i love bondi it's nice to opt in but also i totally reckon it's like a playground for princesses and princesses it's like which i love the hustle and bustle but like living in there i was like i probably need something a little bit more i don't know if you call it wholesome and i feel like manly provided this beautiful balance like i getting the ferry into work i'm like this is ridiculous this is my motor transport right oh, now mate. That, that was the one thing um when I was up there that I loved the most and don't get me wrong there's still there's some incredible parts of Melbourne but it's a different beauty of course but the landscape of Sydney I used to drive over the Anzac Bridge every day and like I just go to myself like the best time in Sydney is the morning and it's just like the sun comes up early and it's sort of like that nice temperature and you drive over the bridge and I was like how the fuck is this my life yeah. like this is unbelievable like this it's just I don't know it's just a stunning stunning place and we forget how beautiful our own country is don't we like it is a stunning like Juz and I we're trying to do something over Christmas and we're like where should we go thinking about trying to go overseas like wow that's fucking like a home loan to get overseas these days and then I was like well why don't we go to like Broome or Mm. you know uh, the Northern Territory somewhere like that we haven't really done a lot of because this is the mecca man like we have the coolest shit here that we just don't see too much endless man yeah and just on the melbourne sydney thing I, it is such a conflict for me where like i love melbourne i feel mm. like or like i've built such an amazing community in melbourne but yeah the the aesthetic of sydney is off the charts and the way i've figured it out is uh sydney in the daytime melbourne in the nighttime yeah. seems to be a good balance but an interesting one i've noticed in business is and I, an older mentor shared this with me it was sydney's about the transaction melbourne's about the relationship and i've even noticed this from like you know our respective businesses whether it's philanthropists or investors um i've noticed that in melbourne i'll get invited to their homes sydney i'll get invited to the boardroom which is a really interesting just to observe as a no bias just watching it play out and i'm like wow it's really interesting just to see how and of course we're generalizing but it's interesting to just witness um the i don't know what it is if it's like the community feeling mm. of melbourne mm. uh, and i feel like coming from sydney like i remember my first weekend out in melbourne ever eight years ago i was um at naked for satan in fitzroy and these guys just started chatting to me at the bar as i was waiting for a beer and i was like what do these guys want and i was like what's the catch and then they're like anyway mate have a good night and i was like wow like and I just feel like it's rarer in my experience to have those little encounters in Sydney. It's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I, I, I think Melbourne's a beautiful place. Like I, I really have fallen back in love with it this year and sort of embrace. So you just, you just got to stop comparing certain things to other things and just love it for what it is. But What do they say? Comparison is the thief of all happiness. Oh, God. I knew there was some wisdom coming. <laughs> I love that. Um, hey, what's cool today? Like, Let's just catch up. This is awesome time to like get you in. I haven't spoken for a while. This is like your... Th- 50th time i love having you in the pod you've literally got to come on minimum once a year so this is your third debut third debut, <laughs> debut. third time on the show but i think what's been really cool with our sort of relationship obviously started just from reaching out weird sort of mateship that you know mm. uh came at an older age you don't really make new mates when yeah. you're old, which is good except for golf that's what i found but i know you as this person that we've had this chat with this incredible guy shared some life lessons and 
um, has a great outlook on what it's like for mental health and everything for males and all those sorts of things. But what's really cool about you as well that a lot of people might not know, I think a lot of people know it holistically, but maybe haven't spoken a lot about is your that entrepreneurship and business side of your relationship, which which I've really grown a lot from as well, of watching you guys do what you do in the man cave and it's stuff and everything else. Um, so I want to get into that today. Yeah, awesome. I feel like, yeah, the the entrepreneurship journey is like, it's an endless, you're just an endless student mm. and constantly like even, I think particularly about to head into a very uncertain period, but it's a masterclass in just sitting with uncertainty yeah. and trying to do your best to control whatever it is you can control and then a really big lesson in trust. Mm. I just nearly had a bit of wisdom for you, but I couldn't quite nail it before you finished speaking. And it was this chat that I had with Jonah Oliver, and I'm gonna, I don't think I'll nail this uh, quote, but it was about the uncertainty oh, yeah. things. There's a few things in my life this year that have been like up and around, and he said something to me and it hit me so much. It was like humans would rather the misery, sorry, the certainty of misery than the misery of uncertainty. Mm. And it's like, how hard is it to sit in that, you're miserable not knowing what's going to happen versus you'd nearly rather go, oh, fuck it, just make me miserable and just get it over with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's such a... It, and a it cracker. is. It's like, it's life and yeah. business in, yeah. in two things. So you're always waiting on certain things to happen and you just got to be like, fuck it, let's just live in the moment. Yeah. It's, it's a lot easier said than done. Well, I think it also taps into some deep-seated, like, behavioral or, like, sociological things there. Mm. Like, uncertainty means we're going to get eaten. Mm. So there's this like, if I don't have clarity or direction around what's going to happen to me, then my like flight or fight or fawn response is like, shit, the worst case scenario. And then we just prepare for the worst case scenario. But then that's where our minds get involved and we get all tangled up and then the anxiety comes. And yeah, I think that's a really interesting thing I've learned around, particularly the mind is the mind's very effective at judging, analyzing, assessing but it also thinks in like the past, the present and the future. It's obviously it's the practice to sit in the presence. Mm. But what's interesting about like the gut, you know, when we talk about gut decisions or just I had a feeling in my gut I knew is the gut is like the, it takes in so much information of our subconscious. So it's able to assess all of these things that are happening, but it doesn't have a, a timeline like the mind where the mind's like, that'll be the logical next best step. The gut seems to have this kind of deeper wisdom that's just like, that's just the way which I really, I, I like that as I'm coming back onto this like entrepreneurship thread, like gut decisions or just like, even like a certain energy I felt like following has been like the baseline for most of my kind of entrepreneurial pursuits. Mm. Okay, just with that gut stuff. So like when you say feeling in the gut, let's like really break that down. Cause I, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I don't know how to explain it, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I know exactly when you're saying about, you know, you have these feelings in your mind and whether it's anxiety or the stress, and that's brain, right? It's like nearly not even you. It's just your mind talking to yourself. Mm. And that's something that I've learned this year has been, for me, is like going, all right, my thoughts aren't actually my beliefs. Yeah. That's just a thought. They're just thoughts. They're not like exactly who I am. Yeah. So then like my logical self in my brain, I can actually make a decision that doesn't align with all this shit that's going on. Then when you talk about gut, it's like that feeling of like actually in your gut we go like no no like i've got to go this way i've got to do this and even though your brain might not actually yeah. align with it like is yeah. that 
That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah, it does. The logic, sometimes the logic's there. Yeah, that's just the yeah. decision. But sometimes it's so illogical, but there's a feeling. And then I think the practice is how do we, because it's intuition. That's mm. what I would like summarize it down to is this intuition, this knowing, this like the idea of like we've all got a genius within us and it's how do you access the genius? And the, the question where it gets really meta for me is, well, where does that come from? Where does the knowing come from? Where, where What's the insertion of data or information for us to know and I guess that's where some people think it's God or spirit mm. or source or universe. truth yeah the universe um, but then you know coming back to what you shared earlier there's there's a beautiful saying I think we're just going to exchange wisdom yeah, with each other man, this is quote, one of those quote off. it's a quote off <laughs> the, this guy Robert Edward Grant who I've been fascinated with at the moment he's a polymath so basically he he's just a, a very educated dude who's just able to recognize patterns across whatever it is whether it's art whether it's mathematics whether it's spirituality whether it's entrepreneurship and he, I'll see if I can remember this but I think it's useful so when the when the mind feels and the heart thinks that's when the river of wisdom flows so when the mind feels the heart thinks that's when the wisdom the river of wisdom flows mm. so the idea between how do you get the to do the contrary exactly so i don't know how to do that but um that's cool but it's but i think it's it's in that direction right mm. but it's also it's a very western thing to to you know we're, we're educated on our mind being like the, the main computer in our body but then in so many other traditions the body is the source of truth um and yeah there's like my my partner she's a yoga teacher she says the body whispers before it screams like there's a knowing yeah there's like a knowing there's and those we, little hints beforehand before that's it you, yeah yeah that's interesting there's well just on this i'm sure you would love it and it might be on your radar already but i'm watching this um series at the moment from chris hemsworth on disney yeah it's called limitless have you seen it i've seen the ad yeah the ad's pretty cool with ross uh ed edgley as well the guys uh, that wrote the book resilient or something yeah, yeah there's a few different people in it he's got this incredible um uh, doctor her name is something she's from the u.s uh that comes over with him as well and does some stuff but uh, the first episode i was first two episodes i watched last night was about just how much like exactly all this stuff goes in so it's like fear and you know that fight or flight and you know how much you can talk to yourself into like calming yourself down and does all these yeah. tests around like your gut and your health and he did one there's two one was walking on a um a crane in sydney it was like 300 meters in the air or something like that and how much before he trained himself to actually respond better in these stressful situations and then the other one he did was um, swimming in at Antarctica, you had to swim 500 meters, and like how yeah, your body shuts down in pain. But then, what you can tell yourself to like continue going and go to these certain areas, and it was just crazy from when he first did the test, and then picking up two or three techniques, and then beating it. Like it, yeah. was, it was really, really crazy. But I'm I'm hooked on it. It's a great series. So I'd say it's all the stuff that we're talking about. Definitely give it a watch. Well, the I, again coming back to the power of the stories that we tell ourselves, mm. like the the idea that like the wor words create worlds, and then the stories that we live into or we tell ourselves or we want to believe become true. And it's yeah, again, it's like um, that's why the way that we talk to ourselves actually is it's significant and it's not significant, but it's significant because it shapes our inner world, which then shapes our behaviors, shapes our attitudes, and shapes what we choose to do yeah so and this is what i think we see with you know the, what you're saying with chris hemsworth is like he has to go through the ordeal 
uh, learn that his edge was not actually his edge, learn the power of self-talk, actual belief, and trust, and then he goes again. And often, you know, we know this from sport. It's mm. like we're, we're often just nowhere near our actual limit. You've got these dudes like David Goggins who really, you know, take that oh, to the Ned next Brockman. level. Ned Brockman, exactly. Yeah. Same thing. Harry Garside, he's been doing some crazy shit lately as well. Dude, I was with these him These guys the are week. idiots, man. I don't know crazy. what the hell they're doing. Yeah. They're making me us look like absolute yeah. flobs. And like <laughs> it's, correct. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? Like I saw Harry did something. Uh, he did a I, half iron. He did a hundred k. Oh, you yeah, ran a hundred k on Bondo Beach. Which, by the way, like sand. on running on sand is like I did that a while ago. I did it with a mate Charlie Gearside, who yeah. um, is at uh, Eucalyptus. Great guy. And went up there and he's like, let's go have a quick run on the beach. I was like, oh, this would be cool. Smash, smash him on this. You know, like I'm ex athlete should be fine. And like feet were cramping, like calves cooked. I could only do like nearly up and back yep. along the beach was cooked. And there was a, you know, a K up and back, mind you. But yeah, he did 100 kilometers on sand. It's off the chain. Mental. And then you get those two probably playing off each other I know. Too. Well, they're just, you know, they're, they're obviously super admirable of each other, but one just keeps raising it to the next level, next level. And, yeah. you know, they're doing these cool things. But yeah, they're cool guys. I love what they're doing. Um. Talk us through stuff, man. There's heaps of uh, stuff, mind you, going on. You guys, unbelievably, and I sent you a, a message um, this year, but congratulations again on the Certified B, man. That's really cool. Explain to us what that is. And I was thinking, Certified B, you'd think it should be called Certified A. That's very true. Yeah. It's, uh, so the B Corp so accreditation. It feels like you're doing like you're getting a B. <laughs> yeah, you're like getting you a B for like impact. Yeah. yeah, but like actually it's an A. Yeah, where's the A, sir? Yeah. Firstly, for someone who doesn't know, talk us through quickly what stuff um, is and then what the B Corp for is. For sure. As well. yeah. yeah, so we, we um, idea started with Man Cave. So Man Cave's a, a national charity. We run mental health programs with teenage boys. Yes. We're running all these programs and saying that these boys were just surrounded by just advertising that didn't represent us, our mates, you know, anyone we knew. Uh, and also we're just perpetuating some pretty outdated stereotypes. We're like, well, where are the brands that represent like modern dudes? Yep. Where are the ones that represent us? And cool branding. And cool branding, have a bit of personality, a bit of vibrancy. And there was just nothing going on in the sector. And we just saw that alongside men starting to take better care of themselves with their uh, mental health, they're also starting to take better care of themselves with their like physical health with their you know their grooming so the market was just huge wide open space to create a brand that could actually reflect modern masculinity have a bit of fun be a bit cheeky a bit of banter along the way but also had really high quality products and so how we've set it up is um, separate business to man cave we've called it stuff just because we wanted to keep it simple and very basic entrepreneurial question here yeah as i would this is what I see when I see stuff that wouldn't have been a hard that would have been a fucking hard name to get yeah it's because it, that's yeah. a great name yeah like, well, I can imagine that being tough well, it's tough and it's also so many different directions you can go with a name as you know from the ventures yeah. of you know your that you're up to um, but stuff yeah and then the thing we now are thinking about is you know as we go national and then global mm. it's like how how much does this word and this phraseology obviously you know resonates in Australian culture but as we go to you know we've got people wanting to buy the product from India is this going to resonate in India so yeah, we now right. as you go through the entrepreneurial journey you kind of play forward these scenarios and but you know a great example is you know links which we all grew up with and links is called links in australia but it's called axe in the uk so right. you see this all across the world with these different that's brands that's super interesting 
I guess it's like... So will you look to do that if it goes to other countries that it doesn't mean the same thing? Yeah, we're like, just exploring all that now. Yeah. And then it becomes around localizing it, you know, who are the... Because the, the thing for us is stuff um, supports Man Cave as well. Cool. Um, so it's a commercial business, but um, Man Cave's the largest shareholder, yep. which means that if there's ever an exit from the business, you know, Procter & Gamble, Unilever, you name it, um, Man Cave will get a big kickback. But then for every $1,000 in sales, it funds a boy from a low socioeconomic community who couldn't afford, or the school couldn't afford Man Cave programs for him to go through that program. So, good. so and we're already starting to see now, it's really cool guys going like, fuck, how can I get involved with Man Cave? And they're like, oh, can I buy stuff? And it, it helps. Yeah. But then also you're starting to see boys in high school starting to buy it. So other young men from their school can go through the program. So they're just wow. paying it forward. And I was really lucky, you know, we've, from the Man Cave Network. Um, we've got a lot of incredible people who, like on our board, we've got the ex-global CEO of T2 who led the exit to Unilever, uh, head of strategy from Afterpay, head of strategy from Coca-Cola. Um, our general manager is the ex-marketing director from ESOP. Um, we've got the ex-CFO from ESOP's an investor, um, ex-head of product from ESOP's an investor. So I've really just tried to find a community of people who have done this before, but have the lived experience, but also the values. And I say like values alignment, really what that means is like a no dickhead policy. Yep. It's like people who I can pick up the phone to and go, shit's pretty tough right now. We've just dealt with some COVID curveball. Hey, what do I do? And then it's really around cultivating that community good communication and then just trying to deliver on what we said we could, we promised to the, in, mm. the investors how cool is uh when you you know obviously make those decisions that i had a really cool chat with a guy named uh, Vinny last week i'm sure you would have seen push ball yeah Pushball, really cool brand yeah, i want to tee yeah. you guys up because yeah. you would really vibe and like the same thing around community and working with people but um the one thing i from that chat that i really picked up and um and i think that you've just nailed it there is you know, this is such an overused thing, but I don't want it to be like fall through people's ears or, or their brains when you hear it. And I'm talking to myself when I say this, but like you are who you surround yourself with. And that's yeah. not just like your social life. That's not just like, you know, your friends or all these sorts of things. It's in business. And you've got to find the best people that don't just agree with you, that don't just like go, you know, yeah, Hunter, you're fucking awesome. This is how cool you are. You, you know, I love this product. It looks great. And not tell you the truth. Like getting those people that you said, you've gone to ESOP, which I reckon for like the last long time in my life, I've called ASAP. Me too. I'll be honest. Yep, me too. When did you realize that? Did you, <laughs> well, like, I, was when you about, I was very fortunate to get invited to meet the CEO and they go, we just got to tell you before you it's meet ESOP. the CEO, it's ESOP. Okay, cool. So, so, so many people now know this <laughs> and I, I'm happy for you. <laughs> Good. I, I did not know that. Well, you know what, Jim? Spell it fucking ESOP then if it's ESOP. Okay, it's, it, it's, it looks like ASOP. But to the point, you know, you've gone to such an incredible brand like them that have like this high regard and, mm. you know, you've got good people, obviously you said no dickhead policy and now working on working on a similar product with a different target audience. But yeah. it's all the same values. Like, yeah, it's absolutely. Like, yeah. It's and so coming smart. back to the, the B Corp accreditation. Yeah. So B Corp, which uh, ESOP is, but stuff is, it's really rare. So there's not that many in Australia or the world, but yeah. B Corp is effectively the highest certification of social and environmental responsibility. Mm. And they go through everything from your supply chain to the ingredient formulations, to your packaging, to your staffing, to your community impact, to wow. your sustainability. So it's really like you're going to see a lot more businesses going down this path. And Try what I think is yeah. important is some businesses do what you call greenwash where they just kind of present that they're doing the good thing and it becomes like a marketing tactic. But what this does, it has a certification or an authenticity that is hard to replicate. Yeah. So, And I think as we, you know, as we grow up, 
you know, particularly with more conscious consumers, you know, we know this from the data when particularly our generation are given a choice. If you want to choose a brand that has a social or environmental purpose or just a stock standard product, we'll choose the one that makes a difference. Yeah, no, for sure. That's for sure. It's something that we've looked at. Um, we had a bit of a, a yearly sort of like end of year sort of meeting, you know, for what we're doing here. And I was thinking like, fuck, you know, we, I think for a long time because of the content we do and the people that we speak to a lot like yourself, you feel like you are giving back but i was like i think we can do more mm. um you know whether that's from a financial point of view or whatever that is we can we can have bigger impact on on that sort of stuff but again it's just from learning like you don't know this shit until you get started that's with, it. with things anyway and a really good point on this like with anyone out there um trying to start a sustainable business and i hope this doesn't come off the wrong way but like your business is only going to have impact if your business is sustainable and makes money like you need to be able to make the money to then have the impact yeah, you know, if it doesn't last, you're not going to have impact. That's unfortunately. right. Unfortunately, so is that was that something that you guys correct? Faced? Like, yeah, and I think that's I've being in the social sector, I've witnessed some people's mindsets like that, like mm. money or or profit or revenue is kind of like a dirty word, and it's like no, actually, in our game, like the more money means more impact, and yeah, I think we live at such an exciting juncture where doing well financially and doing good socially are not mutually exclusive. You can yeah, actually you do, can do both. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's I, sort of like that, isn't it? You sort of think, oh, because people have an impact, maybe they're not making, uh, you know, their business isn't flourishing, but you, you're you saying you can, like that's a thing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's like, you know, I, I often think of the, the rocking chair analogy. It's like when I'm, you know, 80, 90 years old, hopefully yeah. sitting in a rocking chair, when I look back at the moments that matter in my life, I want as many moments going, remember that time we did that? Yeah. And often it's community-orientated memories that stand out. Um, and I think, yeah, it's like that saying, you never want to... Be, what's, there's no point being the richest guy in the graveyard. Like, yeah. it's just well, like... Well, even um, one I heard the other day, quote off, is it's not fun. There's no point standing on the mountain by yourself. Mm. And that was on where I was like, you know, for so long I just tried to do everything by myself. Yeah. And I was like fuck's the point of this who am i going to share this like yeah. celebration with if there's no one else there um so it's a good one for me to like let my team in a lot more and like you know you give a lot more people responsibility not res- you're not giving responsibility you know you're um giving what am i looking for you're delegating you know more things and giving roles and responsibilities and inviting and, and in it, and up yeah it gives everyone yep. a lot more yeah, I think that was a big moment for me. And particularly when you start something, right? There's just definitely levels of attachment that are there, you know? Mm. It's like, I know this, this is my thing. And, and I don't know if I could, you've done it wrong. I've given you a chance. I'll just keep doing it. But then it just gets to a point where it's literally unsustainable for you or the business or the project. Yeah. And I think um, things changed for me when I just started to let go of that. That's and cool. I just had to trust. And I was like, you are lo- likely going to do this task in a completely different way to I do it. But but if you come back and there is a mistake, how do I create a teachable moment with you and going, okay, what did you learn? Okay, what can we do differently? And then obviously there's parameters around how many teachable moments there can be. Mm-hmm. But I think that has been a game changer and gives people this self-belief that like they're um, of importance and they're growing and they're, they've got autonomy and agency in what they're doing. And I think that's that's what people look for in work. For sure. I, I just realized like how much, you know, even before you came or sitting in a meeting, I look at now, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I just ruined that meeting. Like, I was doing a review with, like, the team and I just spoke way too much and I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here nearly. Just get me out of here because everyone else needs to just work this out without me. Like, I'm not actually adding anything, I'm just talking and it's ruining it. Yeah. So, like, even just being able to identify that, like, you're 
you need to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Because I know I can't sit in, in something and not speak. Yeah. So it's almost like just don't be there. Nearly. Yeah. Like, you know, they'll, people will work it out without you. Like, absolutely. you're not this person who just fucking knows everything. <laughs> like, they'll probably get it done a lot quicker as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's like the golden rules. We're all dispensable. Oh, man, um, so and, dispensable. and yeah, they call it like the founder's dilemma is when do you s- decide to step out? It doesn't mean out of the entire business, but when do you step out so they can the team or you know the organization can run things in a mm. way that might not be directly how you would do it but it's the only way to really grow and scale and you witness i've seen the founders that try grab on and hold and then it just depends if that's the game you want to play where it's about c- control then that's fine but if you're interested in scale you can't you have to let go and, and trust and yeah set people up for success what's well, been the hardest part of business for you and, and when we say business as well let's sort of and if you're happy to set the um scene like you know stuff isn't a it's not a small business you've had investment now you've got you know shit ton of employees like i can imagine i can't imagine so how s- stressful or big or like how hard is that like it's fucking full on yeah the, this has been without doubt the hardest professional thing i've ever ever done mm. by a country mile if you um, knew now would you have done it <laughs> i don't know yeah. like really i don't know yeah because that's like a part isn't that's it? Part probably of it. not but yeah. it's nice that you didn't know exactly yeah. yeah and we launched you know we launched right before like uh the week before like apple and facebook had their big like oh, separation so we couldn't track people online through oh, dc and then covid here and i'm like oh my god we're launching this brand during covid and then the other side of it is i've never launched a fast moving consumer goods business ever like ingredient formulations packaging design like even words like viscosity which is like it's when a it, word. it's a great word it's still working out what it means yeah. no but when it you know when the goo inside of the, the vessel comes out what's the texture of it Fuck like do all of these yeah. nuances all the way to uh you know sitting in rooms and asking for investment you know where i've come from running a you know a charity which you know we get philanthropic donations but it's a different type of transaction to then sitting in front of someone and going here's the plan and here's the investment that we're looking for Mm. and then you know at the same time dealing with um you know a variety of opinions from investors you know who come in and they you know have taken a leap of faith to invest in the business but you know at times come in with a pretty strong opinion and just knowing how to navigate that when i'm a complete like novice you know i'm at the beginning of my learning journey in this and thankfully i've had to you know upskill pretty fast but i upskilled through experience like it was literally boots on the ground learning as i go you know learning about how do you structure a cap table you know you would probably get a few of this from the athletic venture stuff and it's like oh there you go but i I understand what you like you know how do you value a company yeah like it's it's been a huge huge journey and then the the rooms i'm in front of have been really fortunate to just be people who have been people really hectic For anyone out there who wants to learn a little bit more about this, please go listen to the Matt DeBoer episode, Nick Crocker episode, um, and also one of my favorite podcasts of all time. It's called Startup on Spotify. Have you listened to that? Yes. Unbelievable. It yeah. just is so cool to sort of break down the whole startup world and how that works and how they track it of splits and names, all those sorts of things give you so much context. I had an idea, I had two ideas, and they tick both boxes today that I reckon we need to do. One was, again, that we spoke about earlier that I really want to do next year. I want to do a stuff more greens um sunscreen correct because one this is the one like i could literally do anything and just doesn't care (laughs) but the only time she cracks it at me is when i get fucking sunburned yeah like i'm not even joking man like she won't speak to me for like three or four days she's like (laughs) you fucking 
fucking idiot. You fucking like. She just go mental. So sunscreen is a massive thing for me at the moment. But we need, and I get so burnt on the course, so we need to do something next year. Yes. Proceeds go to um, you know, something will awesome the man cool. cave obviously, um, and then the other one that I really want to do. And this is something that could tick the box of a... Like, I've always wanted to do this. I just had no idea how we'd function it. But one thing that would be really cool with the golf thing as well, because I love golf and I've just gotten into it recently, mm. and I think this could work in really well with a man cave, is I never played golf as a kid because, like, I couldn't afford to go and play golf yeah. as a kid. Like, it's yeah. super expensive. Yeah. Like, the clubs are expensive. You know, memberships are expensive, all these sorts of things. So, as a part of that, like, social impact, I was thinking long term and this is a long term goal to have but it was like how can we have like a club drive where we donate clubs that you know we don't need anymore set up like bags get brands on board and then we sponsor a bunch of like young men and women through the man cave that then can get memberships at local golf courses and stuff like that do you reckon that could be possible I think it's totally possible and two things one yeah let's find a way to do it and then secondly what you like coming back to the entrepreneurship thing what you're doing now listening to a gut feeling mm. and talking it into existence. Yeah, I know. You just like say it and yeah, that it's, no, no, but this is a really important thing, yeah. particularly like for anyone listening. It's like the idea starts within and then you just bring it into existence mm. and then start enrolling people in it, not in like a salesy way, but talking about well, you it. You talk about it and then someone goes, oh, fuck, I would love to be a part of that. Yes. And then someone will come in. Someone's like, mate, I've got a spare driver club. Should we do it? And then all of a sudden we've got 10 sets of old clubs. And then, you know, like I've been thinking about it for ages because I was like, how do I get... like where do I find the people to give them to like how do you even do it so anyway let's speak that in and see where it um where it lands I'd love to work that out but I think it could be a cool one that we could do together yeah absolutely mate yeah um what else? What else is happening with it, with it at the moment? Well, the plan for stuff. So we've now, we're in uh, Woolies. Woolies. We're in Woolies. How yeah, good. We're in Woolies. It everywhere. It's so great. So and then, crazy. Seeing, like, because I've known you from the beginning and like, <laughs> then I saw I'm like, wow, it's fucking sick. It's cool. Like even just walking down Do the aisle. Yeah, you, I'm like, yeah. that is ridiculous. Yeah. Like absolutely. And I like, um, always like push our products to the front. Yeah, and <laughs> Do you know, I never realized how much is organized on those shelves like that's like a full-on yeah dude that you'd know more about this but like that's like full-on isn't it like getting your shelf in eye line and all that shit like where it is in the shops i didn't realize how much that was crazy the other thing that's blowing me away and this is like it's you know coming back to like it's so hard for businesses to get into like a woolies as well because almost like unless you know the game like every step is commercialized so you're like okay we need to work out this okay that's going to cost you x many dollars okay well what about if we do this okay we need this piece of advice so it's like it's a really tricky way no particularly as your first time you're navigating it and you just get so many different opinions um sometimes it's like advice whiplash where you're like okay i just don't even know which way to choose right now but i'm going to back us and thankfully you know it's pretty rare for a brand like our to be in Woolies so young and we've just signed a major uh, pharmacy partner which will kick off next year as well mm. so can you tell us yeah, I can't no, tell you okay, yet okay. Okay. but okay. it's really exciting and for when us when you say pharmacy partner you mean like a chemist or something like that yeah that like you'll big, go through all those like, yeah, yeah a big yeah. massive um, yeah. chemist chain and so yeah that's the like that's how do we the, the thing where 
looking to crack is how do you ensure that like similar to when you walk into you know most bathrooms around Melbourne there's a who gives a crap toilet paper there how can you have stuff as the product that guys have in their bathrooms where you know they're proud to support a brand that helps young men's mental health and give that opportunity back that's why I wanted you to go I asked you before the show I was like do you need to go to the bathroom you're like no no I was like oh (laughs) damn it you would have seen the stuff oh should we pause yeah we should just go to the bathroom (laughs) Um, I've got a question about the going in, and this is I have no idea about this by the way I think it's really interesting you started off as like an e-com brand mm. but then now like you're obviously going to go like wholesale in stores and stuff park that question though for a second because I got some really incredible advice I'd love to um, talk about quickly when you're saying about like you know you do this stuff you go and talk to these brands I've no idea how to get them in store and all those sorts of things I've caught up with two people lately that are just you know I was just going catching up with coffees and just much like this conversations that just weren't recorded yeah but um, they were talking about the success of their businesses and, and why they think they were you know they're successful and they've all come from in that industry worked for say a sun a sunscreen brand or skincare brand they've gone they've already worked out the channels that you need to go to and then they go you know what i can launch my own and i think that's such an interesting concept that like we you know i'm sure a lot of people are aware of this already but if you ever thought you know i want to create something go and work for something in that industry and try and find a job in that industry first learn the passage of like how that's successful and then you can go create your own shit and you already you already know you're getting it for free you're probably getting paid actually to learn absolutely that supply chain is the word i was probably looking for like how that works totally man it's it's to apprentice the problem you want to solve mm. is the way to, that i think about it is like how do you just spend time in the ring under someone or an entity or an organization that shows you the blueprint and because there are so many nuances and this is the difference between i think between like a, an okay business or even a good business and a great business mm. it's like a quantum leap difference the great businesses are very quick to learn they know what corner to look around what corners to avoid when to just go for it and back yourself and often that comes from the lived experience of working in particular industries mm. and I, I know from you know mentors investors donors to man cave and stuff that there's a difference between the people who have literally walked the path that I've walked and those that haven't mm. you know and and also you know selling to men is an entirely different ballgame to selling to women and it's an entire different language tonality and that's its own art form but if you can work under someone or build the team dynamic around you where you can be in your strengths and you find someone who is complementary of that that's also the other way to to look at it super cool man very very cool um back to the decision around e-com so selling online versus in store what like what's the the split for that i was speaking to my mate yesterday works for a massive brand and um, yeah, a worldwide brand that's you know one of the biggest re- uh, like sporting brands in the world, and I was shocked at like still how many people actually buy in store because I just do so much of my shopping online. Yeah, it, it's in store still so huge, which I just didn't think it. Like I'm talking, it was like ninety ten percent or something. I was like, fuck, I thought e-com was way bigger than that. Yeah, well, Australia is not a huge market. That's yeah. the other side of it, yeah. and because there's like a lot of kind of implications because it's not as a bigger market um we also have like very expensive postage in this country whereas you're not in like amazon us where you click the button and then two seconds later it appears in your doorstep yeah, so, so they're like magic unicorn yeah, okay. you know so is, that, is amazon just super cheap shipping and stuff is it in the, the us yeah because they have like the economies of scale so there's just the volume um and the workforce and yeah australia 
you know, we, we just don't have the infrastructure or the demand side of that to make it worthwhile. Yeah. We don't even have fast trains. No, or trains that turn up. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing I know about, it's clangers. Unfortunately, I was always biting off more than I could chew, thinking it's on when it's definitely not, ripping that 45, giving it a crack, and often it was an absolute disaster. The good news is if your local club has had a recent clanger or challenge, then you can win up to $15,000 through the Amy Clangers for Good competition. In 100 words or less, tell us how Amy can help your club bounce back from a recent challenge. Enter now at amy.com au forward slash clangers for good. That's amy.com.au forward slash clangers for good. T's and C's apply. KO's got you covered for this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. AFL, here we go. Carlton versus Melbourne with no ad breaks during play. That is going to be an absolute banger. Last time these two uh, got together, well, not the last time, when I was there, I kicked three. Freo versus Swans, live with no ad breaks during play, exclusive in Victoria. And the Hawks versus Saints, live with no ad breaks during play, is going to be an absolute blockbuster. It's a must win for both of these teams. And don't forget the NBA playoffs. Gee whiz, they are going off at the moment. So many big games to mention, and they will be absolutely enthralling. Watch every game live with both Eastern and Western conferences live with ESPN on KO. There's absolutely plenty of room for everyone, so get on board with KO. Now also available on Hubble. <laughs> uh, the You know, it's just a different ball banking. But in Australia, for men's like personal care in our category or men's grooming, still like 60 to 70% of that is done in store. Yeah, right. There so it's go. still huge volumes um, play. But again, if you're able to cultivate an audience online, build an engaged community, yeah. as you know, with through list cloggers, if you've got like a crew and oh, Dylan friends, obviously, but um, a crew of people who are like your true believers, then that's something that the big companies will pay more for because yes. you've got an engaged audience and it's that like whole a thousand true fans thing it's like if you can build that cultivate that community of a thousand true fans it doesn't matter what you know you drop in they're going to be willing and listening yeah. and turning up how did you find that pivoting to starting your own pod I love the pod man yeah. but it's, as you know it's its own thing it's it's so hard man it's its own it thing is its own, as in it's it's like a it's a business in itself. It's it, like you can't just sort of like do it and think like that's it. No, totally. I, I love the pod. I'm probably similar to you. I get energized by yeah. like conversations like this and, you know, just being around extraordinary people. And Talk us through the pod quickly. Like what was the gist of it? Why do you want to start it? Who are some of your favorite guests? Like you had some really, really interesting chats on there. Yeah. So it's called Real Stuff with Hunter Johnson. Um, we've done about 11 apps. Um, we've got a couple more in the pipeline and we're going to continue it going. We're in a capital raise for stuff at the moment, so I just had to press pause and mm. focus on mm. uh, the capital raise. That'd be very cool to talk about. Ah, yes, we should. Mm. Um, the so the pod, the idea is like the pick your statistic around modern masculinity, whether yep. it's men's mental health, you know, suicidality, depression, anxiety, education dropout rates, incarceration rates, violence against women. Like the data is just suggesting the model of masculinity we've inherited. We're just in between stories around what's now and what's next. And and it's different to what our dads and our grandpas inherited. And the idea is like, let's hit the edges in the conversation. Let's not worry about being politically correct. Let's get messy and it doesn't have to be perfect. And let's lean into some honest conversations around, um, you know, our personal lives, our personal stories, you know, the relationships that mean the most to us, the friendships, the 
tipping point moments in our life the i guess the moments that shaped our character more than anything else and yeah ultimately just reflecting on things like um fatherhood Mm. you know questions like when did you become a man if you have ever asked yourself that question and having that with a diverse range of guests like the debut app with you and dan was mm. just incredibly powerful i don't i'd be interested what was the reception for you so, from that? it's crazy man i still like get emotional thinking about it for people who haven't heard it it's obviously um i definitely recommend talking to it it was really cool like i think for dan and i like just to be honest just to have that conversation yeah. for, first and foremost without even like being recorded on a podcast was just awesome um, for those that don't know, we just spoke about um, Dan and mine's, rela- mine's relationship and how it nearly wasn't to be, you know, list cloggers and sort of in a way, I don't want to say fell out, but just didn't connect um, and didn't ask each other questions, didn't check in on each other. And I sort of thought that, you know, he hated me and didn't want to speak to me. But in that way, you know, he was actually really struggling with his own things. And I took it personally, not knowing that I yeah. thought that, you know, it was my problem. So I was like, fuck this guy, I'm not going to help him. But I think the, the the main thing out of out of it was just like, you think, sometimes you think this shit, but like realistically the other person's actually just really struggling and you need to sh- show that support and not be in your own head. So I, yeah, loved it. Um, really loved, yeah, you, you know, you're just an incredible guy to chat to as well. So it was just a cool, cool um, episode. But yeah, I loved it. What was your feedback from it? You, Matt, yeah. it was one of the bravest things I've seen in a really long time. Yeah, well. And it, you know, I got so many messages from people saying how much respect they had for you two because they were like, we know the funny guys, but then to see the depth and Mm. how real it was and it's like, yeah, they're like, I just, they've sent it to like to people they want to have that type of conversation with. Like, think about that. I got goosebumps thinking about it now. It's like, you know, that's profound and and to start with that as well it's like wow huge and you know if you guys could have easily said afterwards no thanks pal like yeah. we'd rather that stayed <laughs> between us it. yeah, yeah <laughs> fair, fair <laughs> enough um but what that does like this is the thing you know those moments of courage or vulnerability but what that does and this is what's so remarkable podcasting it it just democratizes that so now like a bunch of you know people listening to that know that that's entire first of all that dynamic exists really commonly mm. they've li- listened to a lived experience of it and now they've got a model for how to deal with it i, I honestly think that's like why 90 percent of friendships break yeah like without a doubt that is like 99 percent of friendships i'd nearly go to say it's like you think someone's pissed off with you realistically that person's just going through a really shit time and you probably take it personally on yourself and you don't check like and then you just fall apart that's like that's how i i really honestly feel like that's a big part of it and i've caught myself out since yeah still having those things going like i haven't heard from um you know john in a while fuck he must be pissed off with me oh fuck the bloke don't worry about it Mm. i'm like well no like imagine if he was you know some of these guys were struggling like just message him and see if they don't reply to you then you know give them just you know, you don't want to die wondering. Yeah. I suppose you know, probably I, the wrong word, but you know, no, what I mean? yeah, you don't totally. to, like. Well, it's it's also like I think getting to a position that if X person doesn't write back, it's actually not about you. It's you not know? about you. Yeah, yeah, you've done what you can, that's, and, that's, and, and that's it. It's not personal, and you have enough like self worth to not even go. You know, like I put it out there. It's not to be. I'm going to continue on. Like I think yeah. that. Yeah, that's not talked about enough. Mm. Like, think about, yeah, I think, you know, I've the other thing I think actually 
comes up at play here and I notice it as well in, in my dynamics. Um, if I haven't seen someone for a while and I know there's just like some stuff we probably should talk about, but then when we get together, it's in a social environment it's and it's like, break, what yeah. are you going to well, just mm. pull you over there and just have a, like a really honest, deep, clearing conversation when we're just catching up and we're about to leave? Like it's a really tricky thing to navigate and some people do that. I've occasionally done that, but it's... I think that's hard because then you, you're just doing pleasantries with one another too when actually all you really want to do is, man, I fucking miss you. Yeah. You know, I fucking miss you and I'm, I'd like to know what's in between us right now, you know, and like just even opening up that. Yeah. Look, you you never regret having that conversation as I've been pretty – I've had that with my dad and as hard as that was, man, like I never – you just don't – I don't know. You don't regret it. Sometimes you get forced to have it. It's harder to – you know proactively we speak a lot about you know proact being proactive with your mental health not being reactive yeah it's one of my favorite things you know we've you've taught me but i think that proactivity with those conversations is super cool yeah super cool but um you've had so many good chats like sorry we're gonna keep i was just gonna say what i've learned about that type of dynamic is the first thing is when in doubt just be authentic yeah like if you're nervous, if you don't know what to say, just it's say awkward, that. man. And yeah. you, your throat, your throat goes a bit weird, and you start, you know, you might cry, like I did. You might get a bit awkward about it. You probably, it's not gonna like come out like it does in the movies. Exactly. But you'll get there. And what I've noticed it does, it creates space inside of the relationship. Mm. So even if it's a clunky, awkward AF thing, you've now carved out that inside of your relationship with that person you're able to have conversations that have that type of range now yeah range yes yes and that's obviously speaking of your next guest tomorrow man tom harkin one of the ogs in this space he talks about that a lot um great guy dyson heppel what'd you learn from dyson heppel dyson's so great so i started yeah. man Cave. you know i only met him recently like like properly for the first time because i've seen you and him and the connection there yeah. so much and i was like felt like i knew him just because i've seen him on the pod and all these sorts of things He's, dude, he is such a genuine guy. Yeah. Super genuine. So I started Man Cave with uh, Dyson's older brother. Yeah. So it was just like, and then Dyson was around. I was like, man, Jamin, who I started Man Cave, I'm like, dude, your brother's a really big deal. He's like, don't tell him that. That's funny. <laughs> and um, and I, I, Dice, I just think of Dice as a man of character. Yeah. He really is. And, you know, hearing the stories around the the kid that he supports a lot, he calls him little H-man and um, who has a medical condition. And Dice is just like obsessed with this kid. It's just changing his life. All the way to, you know, I got to ask him about everything that went on at Essendon mm. and just, you know, what were some of the acts of leadership or courage that you saw from people in that environment? Because I really do think when shit goes down, people's colors come yeah. out. And yeah, the way that he talked about Joe Watson was just off the charts, really? you know, and often, you know, obviously Joe gets, you know, kudos in so many areas, but he goes like, that was where he just really showed up, which is, I think, really special. Um, and then the other, you know, on the pod as well, I, I caught up with the, the Bunnings managing yeah, director. I, saw this, I just saw that one. Like, how was that? So Bunnings employs 55,000 people. Man, Bunnings are building this new Bunnings in like Heidelberg and it's like a fucking like suburb it's hectic man it's epic and he he's an extraordinary guy so openly talks about his mental health his anxiety you know you've been through a lot of 
challenges in his uh, professional life and and really how do they like Bunnings as well is like an iconic brand mm. it's not like cool for hipsters Man, it's called the Green Church <laughs> the Green I Church to, I've I, never heard I, that I, I love I that I go there every Saturday and Sunday that is so yeah. good and that's what we talked about it's a safe space for how so many people like, I just go walk around so talk to people good I energy like you just can't have a bad time there can't have a bad time yeah and just even talking to him about how over COVID, Bunnings was also one of the one places that people could actually go out to and how they really had to cultivate the spirit of their business to then be able to support the Australian community yeah. was really interesting. What about James O'Connor? I love that chat with James. Yeah. yeah I've got a lot of comments about that he's yeah. been on a hell of a journey yeah um that's and, a really interesting story yeah profound story and he within the first 10 minutes goes for it really you know he lays down play by play everything from being in jail to his addictions jesus christ what yeah. did you go to jail for uh fight locked no, up no so he got caught with drugs, drugs. in paris yeah and um yeah, man, to his credit, just owns it. And as he shares it, it's so clean. Like you can tell he's just done his own personal work around it, that it's that's not who he is now. So he's comfortable just to talk about yep. it. And I um, I like James and I can like jam off each other because I think we're both interested in this like spirituality side of things. Mm. So it's like, and that was my journey with high performance ultimately ended up in spirituality. I was like, oh, I was obsessed with like, you know, high performing habits. And then I was like, oh, actually there's something way for me anyway, in my belief system, um, bigger, higher, greater things at play. And the more I think the universe is working for me opposed to to me, life just gets yeah, way fucking it, easier. And we just got to jam on that. And yeah, just talk about the, I really think about the, the hero's journey, which is, an archetypal story that is this you know a real narrative of all our lives but particularly highlighted in his journey of like being this young gun the story we know so well mm. in headlights wheeled out to all these ceos got all this fame attention and then crumbled and then tried to you know keep it all together crumbled tried to keep it all together eventually he just fully crumbled a mentor arrives then he seeks out the mentor again and the mentor says, you're not ready. And then he's like, what? And then he took it personally and then realized that that was a lesson in and of itself. Then he goes back and he studies oh with God. the mentor. It's like Star Wars. That's cool. And um, yeah, it's a beautiful podcast. And um, yeah, and, and even, you know, how he, he's been in a, a relationship for a very long time, how he navigated that. But I, I really respected how he talked about his partner as well. Like, mm. um, And yeah, he's just... Yeah, it, it would be, you know, you would know this, but it's like to just be in the headlights and the spotlights that young, it's a very unnatural human experience. I can't imagine what it was like for him, but I appreciate you putting me uh, in the same <laughs> sentence. But he, um, yeah, incredible. Like I, I've obviously listened to the pod, but the I don't know him. Yeah. But I remember when I was at Carlton, he was playing for the Melbourne Rebels. Rebels. Yeah. And we used to share the same facility. And there was just this aura about him. Yeah. You know, it was like... We didn't even know the first thing about yeah. Union, but yeah. I was like, fuck, there's James O'Connor. You know, yeah. like, that's pretty cool. So if I knew that at that time, like I can imagine how many yeah. other people were like, wow. Like, you know, he we were mesmerized with him. He's every move. So that's really cool. I'll, I'm going to have the link to all that, those apps and, you know, the whole show, the whole podcast, sorry, in the show notes. Make sure you guys and girls check that one out because it is really cool. It is really, really cool. Love all the, the spots that you're hitting with that. Um, some important conversations that are, are definitely being had, man. So I really, really enjoy it. Thanks, man. What have you been listening to? Uh, are you listening to much? Yeah. Uh, so Potties. Potties, yeah. Pods, Obviously, yeah. Audio books. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> the, so I'm on this little 
pocket of my life where I am very interested in spirituality. Yeah. And so a lot of my kind of consumption is in that realm mm-hmm. at the moment. So uh, Aubrey Marcus podcast is Aubrey a Marcus. Aubrey Marcus podcast. So he ran a business called On It and sold it to Unilever for a hundred million. Also got a huge podcast. It's pretty like it in the realm of. <laughs> Spiritual, he's, he's yeah. definitely there. Let me just read it out for everyone. The Aubrey Marcus podcast is a destination for honest and vulnerable conversations about the deeper questions in life. The show blends humor with gravity and le- levity. Is that a word? It is now. It is now. With depth as we explore the mindset, psychedelics, holistic health, spiritual spirituality, entrepreneurship and relationship. That's really cool. It's like everything we spoke about today. Yeah. I like it. He's had Joe Rogan on. He, Jordan so, Peterson, Joe Dispenser, Matthew McConaughey, Jamie Foxx, and more. So Rogan was so he's one of his core products is Alpha Brain. Oh, I've seen yeah. this man. So that's yes. from his business. Is this like the, um, yeah, is it's it an, mushrooms? It's a nootropic which yeah. I think has mushrooms in it yes. that helps your attention and focus. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's it's awesome. But yeah, so he he um, started on it with Joe Rogan. So they were business partners and yeah. That's how their origin began, and then oh my God, how interesting! Is yeah, that? it's so cool. layers and layers. Um, I, I've got a lot of value out of that, and like all potties, you know, you kind of pick the things that stick with you, and you, you know, some episodes more than others. So that's been really good. Uh, I just watched um, Ancient Apocalypse. Oh my God, man! Do you know I was literally going to? I was going to ask you about this just then. Isn't it? Wasn't mate? How did you find it? Oh, I fucking loved it. Yeah. Me too. I absolutely loved it. Me too. I was literally, well, you know, before when you're like, oh, spiritual, I was like, oh, I'm going to ask an agent apocalypse, but I don't reckon, I don't know, maybe that's too weird. Like, I can't. But it is cool, man. Wasn't that great? It is cool. How would you give that? Give us an synopsis of agent apocalypse, Graham Hancock. So, Graham Hancock is. He's a journalist. Yeah, so he started off as an, I think, investigative journalist. Yes. Um, and effectively is creating a alternative story to our history than what I guess the mainstream narrative is and really challenges traditional archaeologists, researchers, etc. So he's very like anti-establishment, right? Mm. So he ruffles feathers along the way. I Um, love that too. It's so cool. Well, he's just, why not, right? It's like what there's not the truth should not be held by just one body or one yeah. entity it's like if there's nothing to hide let's talk about it but like how arrogant are we to think that we just know everything it's like dude, we don't know everything man like we just don't know any well i don't anyway but for anyone to think they know everything it's just not possible man it's wild and this is like i think i actually think in recent times we're starting to wake up to this a bit yeah. more like kind of question the narrative we've inherited what's been told to us what hasn't been told to us and i particularly think like white australia is as well we're going fuck i was not educated on that growing up and oh my god that makes so much sense like there's just the there's more to go but yeah and i think um also particularly after COVID, there's a lot of people who have lost a lot of trust with authority and i think that they're finding other ways to seek media seek news seek you know yeah, i've noticed that a lot lately like people are like i'm not watching you know this because that's this way and like in the u.s you know yeah. you got the, I, I don't i'm not really into uh, sorry, I'm not really into US politics, but, you know, certain people give certain opinions and if you're not agreeance with those things, it's just like yeah. fucking mental. Yeah. But with the ancient apocalypse, um, to give like even more insight into that, it's basically him questioning, you know, what – it's hard to get into the times because mm. it's on such a yeah. scale. But am I wrong in saying, you know, we the, – the, the current narrative at the moment is, you know, there was an ice age, wiped out a civilization of like dinosaurs. Yeah. 
and then hunter gatherers in uh, humans were you and know, then sort we of built up linearly linearly from there to be yeah. where we are now and um graham hancock is saying well like no there's actually evidence that we were here prior to the ice age we actually then a new civilization was born from that and then the other civilization like trained them and taught them things yes yeah so there was a an incident there was a massive this is the theory um that a uh comet or something of that nature smashed into the ground so after the ice age oh maybe that caused I don't, I don't know. know. Anyway, Something don't, like don't rely yeah, on yeah, us. Yeah. We're don't, just giving like, you the headlines. And by the way, we're not saying that we agree with this, like every part of it. There were some parts I was watching where I was like, oh, I think you're, I think you're reaching at that yeah, one, Graham. Really let's, let's, <laughs> Graham, I think we're reaching. Like, you had me at the other one, but that one was a little bit too far. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So the idea is whether it's something, uh, a major world event uh, happens via uh, a, you know, a comet or something of that Cat- nature. Cataclysm. Cataclysm. That's Great what he says word. all the time. Yeah, he's, and he's very good pronunciation yeah, too. To happens, uh, changes the environment of Earth because it's so drastic, causes a massive wipeout. And then at the time, similar to how we exist now, there are more advanced civilizations than others. And yep. there's still hunter and gatherers around now. The same phenomena existed back then. There you go. And the advanced civilization, um, few that did survive, went around the world and transferred, you know, knowledge sacred and, knowledge, yep. practices, which Building was around. Techniques. Yeah, exactly. And, and so it looks at things, uh, uh, sacred sites across the world that have been built with technology that today we still look at and go, no idea. we okay. can't do that. Well, it's, you know, the famous one is the Pyramid of Giza, but there's actually three more, I think, in Turkey thailand and mexico yeah i think those yeah, three yeah. that are like older than yeah. i'm pretty sure yeah. those well, three sites are actually older than the egyptian sites correct yeah and then they reckon that this is it's how far down the rabbit hole do you want to go yeah, but then going. looking at the the sacred geometry associated with oh, the, yeah. the pyramid yeah it was just off the charts it's like the the level of mathematical genius involved in the creation we, we of still that, don't have those tools to even do it we don't have the tools with the blocks that were used were from like miles away and there's all these like logical theories around how they got moved but then they they still can't there's no it's a theory it's a theory it's a theory even um the one that's really cool and we, this is probably getting into that like you know solar system and spirituality part of it but like that all these buildings um all these sort of sacred sites sorry were like facing the sun at a certain point yes. of like the, in the axis and you know that changes over certain times yeah. and you, you know they have technology to go back and see where the sun was at a certain point and every time yeah it's at like the pinnacle of the building and where it is. It's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, and they were a well, we were a people that respected, studied the star system, mm-hmm. the cosmos, the galaxy, as we are a spinning rock in the middle, circling around a sun, and that's actually what's going on. Mm, <laughs> it's crazy. Okay, so very meta. Let's bring it back. Yeah, yeah um, I know. We're going way too far. But uh, what I think about that, you know, just bringing it back to our generation is w- the lack of time spent outside looking at the stars. The yeah. lack of time. Because the stars is just one thing to analyze the star system, the energies in it. But it's also very humbling at putting a lot of things in, into perspective. So... You know, I do wonder with our generation who, you know, myself included, spend so much time inside looking at devices, 
looking down opposed to up, the impact on what that has on like the, the ripple effect of that. I think is fascinating and also the fact that we are of the planet you know we, we have evolved in whatever timeline you want to agree to but the the inner intuition the connection to nature the connection to um, each other community something higher bigger greater like we're having to almost like relearn that again but then it's com- coming back with like an opposing force of how quick tech is moving and this is like that thing we've got like the the best minds on the planet working at hijacking our attention and they're really good at it and that's like man tiktok tiktok is just a vortex yeah i had to delete it unfortunately like i i love the concepts and everything but i just i couldn't focus it just it it had me in a like chokehold big time i had to delete the whole app imagine like, imagine that to a child oh, you know who's developing mind who's probably could be similar to mine i think <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't i wouldn't put them too much ahead, yeah but but like we're on a serious health like oh, tangent it's, good, it's, it's, it's like you know you, you're, you're looking at this developing mind who's effectively getting the same you know chemicals released in their brain as like cocaine mm. from a young age developing this codependency inability to focus outsourcing their attention to this device which is just like the best thing in the world to a young mind so it's it it really astounds me the lack of accountability that is held for uh big tech and the big social media giants it's like it's crazy how they just kind of get away with it yeah and there's like this um the 1984 the book 1984 narrative i think so brave new world is more like okay, things get really bad, tech takes over, it's really sad. But then there's like this whole other narrative of, I think it's 1984, but just stay with me, is like that um, tech gets so good. So it's so pleasurable. We're living in this just constant pleasure bath and and it's and then we can still be kind of controlled by the powers that be. And so you kind of got these two alternative narratives and we're kind of on the track of like, we're pretty pleasured out right yeah, now, I you think know, so, like man. all the vapes going out there, you know, the party drugs, it's like. Whew. The the, uh, the TikTok thing is oh, like, they're all fucking mental, but yeah. But I had to literally, as I said before, delete that purely because I was finding myself watching my favorite show on TV and not being able to even concentrate. Yeah. So I was like, this isn't grabbing my attention enough. Yeah. Like I was in convos going like, mate, you got to speed this up because I'm starting to lose like I need a give me the hit yeah I need the hit like <laughs> yeah. come on but I've um recently as well something's been really good for me and I, I know this to a T but you know I really get down and get in those sort of like spirals when I'm not moving you know mm. and you mentioned that then awesome. I'm doing those things like you know getting out looking up the st- like I'm not physically looking up the stars but when you said you know head down versus head up like if I'm running yeah going to the gym and recently again sound like a broken record here but like i've been in my garden like i'm starting to grow plants learning about like fuck you know i planted these hydrangeas the other day but i put them in direct sunlight i was Mm. like fuck you can't do that you know they need a bit of shade they need to be they need the afternoon sun or the morning sun not the not day sun all day so there's just like this whole new world where like i'm learning about like root systems and all these things like this is fucking awesome yeah this is cool like how is this how, how did I not know this earlier? Yeah. Then the other day, I built a fucking veggie garden. Yeah, I saw. I was like, what? I was like, I walked. I was like, you are a maniac, Dylan. <laughs> Look at you. This is unbelievable. Like, yeah. do you know how good I felt. Like that was the best thing I've done. Like in a while, yeah. I was just like, that was so cool. Like I went outside all day. Yeah. Build a fucking veggie garden. Like I haven't even filled it up yet. Like, yeah. Wait till some veggies grow. Like, so it's good. It's gonna be sick. 
Yeah, and then, and then there's the association that you develop with the sense of care, of wanting to take care of it, of mm. growing it, of you know learning when you didn't do it right, when you did it good. Then you get to share that food with someone. Mm, that'd like, be cool. A really Can't cool. Do that yet, but that will. But be isn't very it funny cool. just to zone out how we're like as humans saying some really simple things about our humanity we're like yeah. isn't it cool to grow veggies it's like oh yeah it's haven't like we been that doing that for millennia ago. but that's why it's a, the, the, the like on the contrary to this argument is like how tech has made this so cool and like, I don't want to be those people who are like fuck TikTok bashing everything it's like no there's some actually really incredible parts about this technology yeah. you just got to use it to how it's good for you like last night I was watching lawn care videos on YouTube for like an hour. Yeah. But I was like, I'm actually upskilling myself here to then go and put this into practice. So it's yeah. like, maybe the argument is like, not so much about tech. It's like, well, what's your relationship with it? Like, how is it for you? What What, what are you getting out of it? Because for ages, I used to make, yeah, make the excuse with Instagram. I'm like, no, no, this is work. Yeah. But I was like... 10% of this is work. The <laughs> yeah. other 90% is me just fucking scrolling through the whole time. Keeping across some things. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> no, I think I think that's it, right? And and there's, again, there's there's a quote just because it's the quote episode. Oh, I don't know. Um, I don't want to come back at you. <laughs> this one, I think, is a good one in this realm. So we have, uh, what is it? So we have paleolithic minds with medieval institutions and godlike technology. Paleolithic minds. What does that mean? What's paleolithic? So basically, we've got the same brain as we did two million years ago. Okay, yep. Right? Yep. Medieval institutions, really old school, outdated ways that we deal with structuring our worlds, our business lives, our government systems, and then godlike technology, where technology is hijacking us. It's too good for what we had, yeah. It's clearly- Too good for what else we've adapted or something like that. Yeah, Yeah. and our, our consciousness, our health, our relationship, to nature each other has not grown at the exponential level that tech has grown Mm. and i think that's kind of the challenge of our times is how can we coexist when the dopamine and serotonin that gets released is so easy and self-soothing for a short-term hit versus what's the overall long-term consequence and again it plays at some very deep-seated evolutionary factors there because if you see the berries there you're going to eat the berries straight away because you don't know if there's food around the corner. So there's like, it's just hard when you're up against your own operating system. No, and there's, I don't think I have the answer for it. Like, oh, okay. dude, that's why I came. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, I think, well, I think that's, sorry, you cut me off. I was going to say, I don't have the answer for it. I think the answer is, You've just got to work out what's best for you. Oh, is that okay? good one. That, did good I, was, one. That, was that the right answer? I can't, I can't tell you what's good with you guys because I don't fucking know myself. That's a good, I'm trying to work it out. good podcast line. Thanks, man. I think it's the best one to like do when you have no idea what you're talking about. You're like, yeah, no. It's, I don't I have the that. answer. You've just got to work out what's best for you. <laughs> it's like when you see those psychologists like shows and they're like, what do you think? Well, if I fucking knew, I wouldn't be here, would I? Like, honestly. Please help. Please just tell me what Send the fuck's help. going on. Um, last one on that. My pet hate at the moment is mechanics. Oh, yeah. I had a mechanic the other day. Called a mechanic. It's on this topic. Please stay with me. And I don't know anything about cars. And I was, like, calling him. I was like, oh, I got, like, this flooded engine. He goes, oh, well, is it starting? I was like, oh, sometimes. He goes, well, if it's, if it's starting, it's not flooded. I was like, look, mate. I don't know what the fuck's going on, okay? Like, that's why I'm literally coming to you to fix, like, help me fix the car. I can't, I don't know. I'm not sure what's happening. Anyway, 
So I thought I'd rent that. Yeah, really and then we love mechanics. And if there's any out there that no, can no, help, no, I love mechanics. I just didn't like the you know the that guy. That guy was just you know. But I, was I get, like I was like I get it, mate. I should know more about this. I really should, but I just don't know what's. But happening. I'm here and I need your help. <laughs> I need your help. <laughs> hey, you look like my psychologist. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell, seriously, same convos. No, joking. Um, anything else, mate? Anything else on the way out? What else? Um, uh, what else is happening? Well, dude, what can I tell you? So. Man Cave's doing some really interesting work digitally at the moment. So, we started to run our programs on Twitch. Okay. So, big gaming platform. Yes. Um, a lot so of kids are on that. A lot of the youth are. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you got the new studio in Brunswick? We just moved into a new studio in yeah, Brunswick. Yeah, that looks awesome. Second I've week seen in. The, um, seen the uh, Instagram and stuff. It looks really cool. Thanks, man. Cool. Well, the, the idea cool came from, talk about a gut idea. The actual idea was, I was like, okay, so Man Cave needed a an office or a warehouse we'd just been co-working um we even you know i think i told you we co-worked with tom harkin yeah. back in the day it's like oh, we yeah. both started off looking at each other it's great and then we went hired out another space and we were like okay we need our own space so i just we're, we're outgrowing where we're going and i was like okay how do i get creative around this we don't obviously don't have the money to go get a space i was like what would it look like to work find a rundown warehouse work with a bunch of boys who want to be young apprentices in the trades connect them with a bunch of tradie mentors then we run some man cave programs with them and we do up the space do like the physical work the emotional work and then we film it it's like the block oh, with wow. a social purpose it is you did this so i i went around town and like pitched it hard and had, i actually had a meeting with the producer of the block and uh i was just throwing it out there yeah. and and we we're gonna do it and then COVID hit oh yeah yeah and obviously you know it was meant to be but we've now f- over COVID found a warehouse that we've kind of was really manky and shit and we've just like renoed it big shout out to Porter Davis Homes helped us heaps um, and a bunch of other amazing donors got to and we did it like crowdsourcing we're like the new warehouse needs an oven and people be like here's an oven you know so we we, this, we need four chairs people donated chairs so it was <laughs> so a really cool fun. way to do yeah. it like by the community for the community and um, yeah we've, we've now moved into this place I still do have hopes and dreams of doing that project because I think it would be really cool to yeah. like do you need anything else at the moment um, we're looking to get some more murals going on the the warehouse okay, so, so if we have any, maybe some artists out there that yeah and if any if there's any tradies who you know happy to be on standby to help us as we kind of build this place that'd be awesome because i think that's been one of the hardest things we know that people work bloody hard and just giving a day pro bono or to donate a day is is pretty tough but yeah if anyone is keen to help that would make a difference just even just be on the call list yeah for sure is that manscape instagram contact or is that what's the best yeah just hit us up on um yeah man caves insta the man cave underscore oz so good and it's still I know you guys are flat stick but if schools and organisations are looking to get involved with Man Cave are you still taking participants and stuff yeah big time the other thing which we're doing at the moment we've partnered with Movember uh, to run like corporate and sporting workshops lovely so yeah basically so sporting clubs can do it now as well yeah so and particularly junior with, cl- like junior sporting so clubs so not junior yet yeah um, where because uh, Man Cave school programs we kind of youth Older focus guys, yeah, yeah. yeah and then the so junior is in like that so, teenager year yeah, or, yeah. yeah and then so we're running with Movember a, a partnership called Speakeasy so which is basically um, like well-being programs so just learning how to like check in 
take you know responsibility for your inner world how to communicate it the best way to set up powerful conversations how to listen powerfully how to support someone in need um so if there's any you know organizations out there that want to bring like well-being into their workplace um yeah we're running this really cool program with movember love it man so cool yeah man great can i ask you a couple questions please What's the latest with uh, your entrepreneurial activities? Oh, my God. What are we doing? I have no idea. Um, no, nah, it's been good. It's been a big year. Like, I think I, was, I said this. I did a little mini the other day, like one out. And I was like, what a crazy year. Mm. You know, like this time last year, we didn't even have a studio. Now we have like three and we've got like six, seven shows and we've got people here. Like, it's just unbelievable. So I think um, I'm just in a massive reflective mode at the moment being like that was really cool and awesome. got some cool things planned for next year which hopefully we can announce pretty soon but um, yeah there'll be some really cool bits and pieces but I think it ri- ri- literally sorry has come from that um, notion of what we said today of just like throwing it out there and saying it and I think um, once you sort of put out what you want to do I don't know it just gets out of your way you're like a magnet you know you're just sort yeah. of like um, just the future yeah. you, can just, you can sort of go there um, I think you're very good. You've definitely got like an abundance mindset too, though. You're like, I want to do this thing. Like, I'll just put it out there, mm. which I think is awesome. Like, that's the energy I think you want to cultivate. Definitely. I think there's got to be a time where I've probably gotten a bit better at like not doing it that much. Yeah, like, you've got to you pick can, your moments. You've got to pick yeah. your moments. I've learned that too. You've got to pick your yeah. moments. And I think one part of advice I always give um, if people ask is nail your first thing before you start like seven others because – if you're starting seven things and giving them, yeah. let's get my mouth better. But if you're starting 10 things and giving them 10%, they're all going to go at 10%. Yeah. Like you got to get one thing to 100% and then you can add something else onto it and you learn from that thing. And I think the, the only time I ever get really sort of stressed out is when I'm doing too many. And then you go, fuck, well, yeah. I've started all these things now and that's taking up. That's only, oh, I need to give this 100, but I'm giving it 60 and it's not to the standard you want. And you start to burn out. Yeah. So, that's been a big one and you know that what we spoke about earlier with dylan friends for example is dylan friends now is so much easier than it was because Mm. i have a whole team to support me and we get the episodes done we plan them together we edit them we do it you know i'm speaking but it's like five other people that we do it with yeah and then that allows you to then go do more greens now like i want to create golf content i want to try and have an impact in that space and do things that i'm passionate about there so i think again harping on it is you need to have be surrounded by really cool people that share the passion and the vision and the yep. belief and the values that you do of content you want to create and then you just go there and do it awesome yeah i think the thing for me there is you keep the main thing the main thing you've got to keep the main thing the main thing because yep. the main thing is why you can do everything else yes and it's like the audience that listen to this show like you know i, I can't ever put into words how grateful i am for people to tune in and that that it's yeah it's fucked like I just still can't believe people listen to the show and that's why we can keep doing cool shit that's why I can keep coming and chatting to you and chatting to these other people and and everything but it's um yeah it's really cool it's really cool like I had an email last week from a guy like nearly bawled my eyes out and we do this thing at the end of the year where we do like a feedback session and it's cool we actually do the feedback to get better like <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying it you know, don't just email me telling me like things but like the some of the emails you get from people and you know you'd get these because you you see them yeah you know when you run these clinics and stuff with man cave and when you you know you go to those but with the podcast it's sort of hard sometimes you don't see the people like you you see a number but you're like these are actually people you know these are actually people out there and that's like the first time it sort of hit me was when i was at the end of the year and um 
I was at the Carlton Collingwood game and it popped up on the screen like 98,000 people. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. I was like, we get like four times this. Literally. You're yeah, telling man. me this fucking listen to the show? Like, I'm, like what? Yeah. Like fucking blew me away. Yeah. I was like, whoa, that's fucking weird. Yeah. That was like a bit creepy. Sitting on level four, just like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's a little out-of-body moment. Yeah. But, dude, well done for taking the moment to reflect because mm. I think coming back to the entrepreneurship thread, that's one of the hardest things. When you're constantly building and moving is actually slowing down and, like, smelling the roses You yeah. like because you get to appreciate and the fact that you're willing to look at your feedback too because it can be very personal, right? Even yeah, the, the positive stuff but also the tough stuff. Oh, mate, I got some horrific feedback last week, like some really bad one, and I, I took it on board, but... Mm. I didn't necessarily agree with it, yeah. but like I definitely took it on board because you got to be careful. And it was I actually feel comfortable talking to you about it because someone messaged me and I did an episode with Nico Hines recently, and and maybe I you know it was the wrong thing to say, but I said something like, um, you know, I go to the psychologist even when I don't want to go, I still go to keep mm. you know on top of myself and da 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 da. And this person emailed me saying you know that's really out of touch with everything you know some people can't afford to go to the physio uh, to the psychologist and you know that's not the way you should be promoting it and stuff and i was like that's mm. you know that's really fair enough i understand what you're saying um but there actually is mental health plans that are free for people to go to psychologists whenever you want to go to the psychologist as well so maybe i just need to be better in the way that i educate not educate but speak about the other things of it like yeah. i don't know well it's just like i think this I is why we probably, need yeah. to allow space for messiness right because this whole mental health sensitivity conversation is really present right now where people are scared to say anything because they might fuck it up and get cancelled and i think yeah i just think keep doing you and like if there's warranted feedback in that okay great maybe next time i just need to even just give a disclaimer this is my point of view for sure or my belief system but also, yeah, it's like if that's what you do for you, you are entirely... I'm allowed to say that. Say that. Yeah, and yeah. I think that I need to get better at that. Um, one thing I really need to get better at is like sticking true to my own values and not just trying to please people. Like, yeah. you know, I thought about that and then I was like, well, you know what? I, that's what I fucking do. Like, yeah. I, I do that because it's really good for me. Yeah. I find that it's good for me to stick in a routine. Like, yeah. But yes, definitely I could maybe have been more um, considerate in the way that I said it definitely didn't mean to you know um come off that way but yeah you're right you're so right there's there's so many bits and i think in this platform one thing i'm really wary of and i'm sure you are yourself but you just need to be so like aware that you can't i'm not giving advice man. i'm just saying what i'm thinking yeah you know that's my thought so yeah and yeah, I, I do. At the time, by the way, that doesn't yeah. mean it can't change as well. <laughs> yeah, like totally. it can totally change and in that's a week's time. Layered now, right? Because you see that even with certain people who have done a tweet ten years ago, mm. and then they're getting called out now for behaviour or a joke or whatever was said x many years ago. When, like, in the context of the world, those type of conversations were happening, and that's not saying it's right. No, but that's it's not, actually. Yeah 
what was going on at that point in time. It's like, well, do we measure someone's character based off that or who we meet in front of us? And this mm. is where it's really layered. And I think I've just started to talk about this more recently that cancel culture has had its time and its place, but we also need like comeback culture. Like who is the people that have fucked up and they go, wow, I really got my ass handed to me there. Here's me saying sorry and taking accountability and responsibility and I'm not going to let that define me and I'm going to move forward. And I think we need more examples of that because if we keep seeing people just getting cancelled, there's no learning, there's no rehabilitation, there's Mm. no like – and if I want to find myself in a public forum I want to be educated on something and I say the wrong thing and I get absolutely vilified, there's no – I just go, I'm not going to say things. Well, again, I know this has gone a lot longer than I told you it would but the – a little analogy of that is like the other day I went to footy training and at footy training guys were missing their kicks so we people brought in and were like alright if we miss kicks we're doing push ups and I thought in my head I was like it's the worst thing to do because now no one's going to go for their kicks no one's going to actually start trying anymore we're not going to get better at our skills because everyone's too scared to it's a punishment model yeah it's a punishment model it's yeah. like, like don't worry about doing the push ups like just keep making mistakes yeah. and you'll get better Yeah, you'll learn from it and I'll tell you what Hunter I didn't do many push-ups on the MCG, <laughs> mate. So. Nice, dude. Nice slide. <laughs> no, so good to see you, So bro. as I was watching the other boys do their push-ups. <laughs> so good to see you, I thought mate. to we, myself. We need to keep this as a um, as a regular, bro. Cool, man. Please do. I'd love to do a quick... I know you're, you're everywhere jet-setting it. I really appreciate your time and everything you're doing. This stuff just doesn't happen, literally. Stuff for the sun doesn't happen without um you being hustling away, man. So I'm really excited and we'll do it. Thanks, um, man. We'll make all the links to make sure everything's Yeah, available. awesome. And we just released this new sunscreen, uh, 50 plus. Yes. It acts as like a moisturizer sunscreen. It's bloody awesome. It is, man. It is. Um, nice black uh, packaging too. It's yeah, really we cool. just... So, yeah, that's... It's... um, Yeah, it's it's high quality. What's the best thing for the business? Okay, we have a very loyal supporter base. Is the best thing to go in store or online? Best thing? Uh, it's an interesting question. So... We're looking to- Do you a s- and a mate do one each? <laughs> yeah, 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 probably yeah, the yeah. check. No, I think it's interesting, right? Because we're in Woolies, right? And soon to be another big grocery store and- Oh, sorry, pharmacy store. And um, we're competing with these brands that have infinitely big budgets, right? Yeah. But also, uh, you know, the when we go direct to consumer, we don't have to give margin to those big retailers. So- uh, it's kind of at the moment it's really um, you know going into Woolies and, and buying the products um, and then as we establish ourselves more buying online direct to consumer and there's things like subscriptions and so it can just take the ease out well, it's the best thing to subscribe to because you get it you run out and you're like fuck and also get, just yeah. like a really simple gift yeah, like in, instead gift of the yeah Chrissy gift chuck it in the stocking and yeah so and man just want to say thanks for all the opportunities you've like given me on your platform oh, don't be silly mate no, yeah, I, I wouldn't have you on if I didn't like you <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> I really wouldn't uh, have you in if I didn't enjoy hanging out with you bro you're, you're, you really do inspire me I'm not just saying that I think it's important to tell people when they're doing cool things I see what you're doing you're in Sydney you're in Melbourne and I think for me like I was like you know I want to be like that I want to be able to work across two states and do something I'm passionate about and try and have impact and you're doing that man so it's you've, you're doing incredible things I really love having you in my life thanks man and just right back at you like i think <laughs> no that was no, like, no, 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 no 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 i'm no, saying it, i'm it, saying did you end it? <laughs> i'm just gonna say yeah i got a man friend man crush on you no, so good. and i think that's good <laughs> no but i think it's like you know uh, we joked about at the start is like having 
um, like adult friendships, particularly yeah. as dudes. It's like, okay, cool. We're here yeah. now, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I just really value our friendship. And I also, yeah, I value you as a role model, man. Cause I, I, I see you have to do your own inner work to do all the shit that you're doing and how you show up. And there's been some fun, exciting content, which we'll probably share with your mm. community soon that mm. we've done with you. Um, that really showed your character. And so I respect that a lot, man. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one, which we will definitely <laughs> share. We can't talk about it right now, but there's something that's, uh, yeah, something coming soon. Love you, mate. Thank you. Thanks, bro. Thanks for listening to another Producey podcast. If you enjoyed the show, that'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, subscribe, tap the bell, leave a review, or even share with one of your friends, or you could do them all. If you want to get in touch to share feedback, suggest a guest, or advertise with one of our podcasts, then email hello at producey.com. Thanks for tuning in. IllyXX. KO's got you covered for this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. AFL, here we go. Carlton versus Melbourne with no ad breaks during play. That is going to be an absolute banger. Last time these two uh, got together, well, not the last time, when I was there, I kicked three. Freo versus Swans, live with no ad breaks during play, exclusive in Victoria. And the Hawks versus Saints, live with no ad breaks during play, is going to be an absolute blockbuster. It's a must win for both of these teams. And don't forget the NBA playoffs. Gee whiz, they are going off at the moment. So many big games to mention, and they will be absolutely enthralling. Watch every game live with both Eastern and Western conferences live with ESPN on KO. There's absolutely plenty of room for everyone, so get on board with KO. Now also available on Hubble.